0: Welcome to the Four Feathers Podcast, brought to you by ONTAPSportsnet.com and presented by Manscaped. If you're looking for the best manscaping products on the planet, go to manscaped.com and browse their awesome selection. The Lawnmower 3.0 brings you 7,000 RPMs of skin safe technology so you don't nick your balls or any other sensitive areas. You want to keep the boys fresh all day? No problem. Go and pick up the ball toner and deodorant so you're fresh from AM to PM. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code ONTAP to get 20% off and free shipping and all your manscaping needs. That's manscaped.com. Use promo code ONTAP, all one word, and that'll get you 20% off and free shipping. Hello, Blackhawks fans, and welcome into the Four Feathers post-game show. I'm your host, Johnny Nani. I have got Tony Marchese with me tonight, finally able to take in a game together. Tony, tonight, how we doing? We're doing good,
1: Johnny. Thanks for uh, stopping by for the game, man. It's uh, it's always good to watch some Blackhawks hockey in person together, man. It feels like it's been forever. Uh, it really hasn't, actually, uh, but it feels like it's been forever since we've gotten to watch a Blackhawks game in person, drinking beers, just enjoying the night. Uh, it's a beautiful Friday in, in Chicago, and uh, I'm, I'm just glad you were able to stop by. And uh, it was a good time, despite the outcome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. First of many meetups uh, in person here, Tony. Uh, I can't wait for more of these uh, in the future, despite, like you said, the outcome. Uh, you know, not exactly what we hoped for tonight, but uh, we'll say performance overall overall. Um, was definitely better, but um, we'll get in and break all of this down uh, from a Blackhawks 5-2 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning on this Friday night. But before we do any of that, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. At Four Feathers Pod and at On Tap Sportsnet, and once again, if you enjoy the podcast, please give us a five star rating and review, and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Alrighty, let's dive right in, Tony. Uh, let's start initial reaction. Um, uh, overall, uh, just how would you feel about the game?
1: Uh, better effort. Uh, I think you saw way better effort in the first period, um, uh, just absolutely than what you saw the other night. Um, you know, new look uh, in goal tonight. Calendelia uh, looked strong at points. Um, definitely, I'd, I'd say overall game performance, just the feel with him in net was a little more comfortable than we saw out of uh, Malcolm Subban uh, in game one. But, uh, you know, it, it, looked, it looked kind of the same in, in some other regards. Uh, you look at the score sheet um, and uh, you did add one goal tonight over what you uh, were able to tally in game one. Uh, just the the Hawks are not as good as the Tampa Bay Lightning. and that's, I guess a really easy. Uh, statement to make here. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, you know, it's pretty general, but it's true. Um, and not every, I'd mentioned this on the very first post game show of the year, not every game is going to be against the Tampa Bay Lightning, thank God. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's still six more meetings, but um, that does not come until early March uh, when they meet the Tampa Bay Lightning again. But uh, I concur with you. Uh, definitely a better overall performance, but definitely a lot of areas to clean up. Uh, once again, still very young in the season. So uh, let's dive into kind of uh, some of these takeaways that we're getting at. Like you'd mentioned, Colin Daly and Net. I would agree with you. You definitely feel a little more confident with him in there. Uh, other lineup changes. Philip Khrushchev entered the lineup for Brandon Period tonight, and there was a new look of lines. Uh, just kind of shuffled them up already. Uh, if you listen to our season preview show, I said the line blender can be switched on and off at any point. Well, there you go. You got your first line blender tonight. But as for the other substitution, you hit on Daly. Uh, I like Philip Khrushchev's game tonight. He wasn't minus one, uh, but I did think that he brought some uh, bounce to the ice. He did. Uh, I, I was really excited to see him get an opportunity
1: to play tonight. I think he slots in for Peary quite well. Um, obviously, you'd like to see him uh, get a few more chances than he was able to get tonight, but uh, I think he's going to be uh, the kind of guy that can give you a few sneaky goals. You saw him in a few good spots uh, on the ice tonight. Overall, solid performance, uh, You know, uh, obviously. Uh, this team hasn't scored a lot of goals yet this year, but I'm pretty sure after what I saw tonight, you can count on him to get on the score sheet quite soon, uh, just given given some chances to crack the lineup.
0: I like what you said there. Uh, sneaky goals to initiate our sneaky benders here at Four mm-hmm. Feathers. Uh, that's the way to do it. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, like I said, Philip Kurishov brings that jump. Uh, he's just a gamer. Um, he's not afraid to get his nose in there. Um, you know, I think he saw a little bit of a reserved Pia Suter in game one, whereas that wasn't the case for Kershev. uh, But also, you know, different circumstances for them. Uh, has been over and playing uh, on North American ice with the Rockford Ice Hogs, so uh, he he has been adjusted, whereas Pia Suter uh, came over fresh, fresh out of the uh, Blackhawks European pipeline. Yep. So um, it, that was just one uh, observation early from a lineup standpoint. Uh, let's start from the first period here. Um, a couple Boquist blunders early. We talked about it on uh, show number one. Um, those are going to happen, but there, there were some redeeming things later on in the game. Uh, but early on, uh, definitely a few that led to blatant um, Tampa Bay scoring chances. So um, other than that, uh, you know, PK started uh, and they had a nice night here. They had to get to work early uh, in the first period after a Keith holding call, but uh, Walmart, Yanmark I thought did a really good job chewing up time and then just business as usual out there for Camp and Carpenter.
1: Yeah, uh, the first period, really no complaints out of me. Uh, The the only thing I can say is uh, you wish they would have tallied one. Um, I don't know if that would have really mattered in the end, but uh, to put the Hawks out in front first would have been would have been good, uh, especially with just the the different look you had from the Blackhawks uh, game one to period one to game two uh, you really thought that there was an opportunity for them to you know put one in and kind of take control of the game a little bit uh, I, I'm not like again I'm not going to say that they would have won uh, but it just would have been nice I think they would have been able to relax heading into the second. Uh, a little bit better than they did.
0: Yeah, so we talk about tilting the ice momentum in hockey a lot. They're cliches, but they also are meaningful um, because you get the first goal and your team just has that little extra pep in their step. Mm -hmm. So if they were able to do that, I think they would have had a much better chance at winning this game tonight. Um, And obviously in the second period we know they made that close, but um, we'll get to that. Uh, My other takeaways from the first period, Tony, were, uh, yes, there were a couple excellent stops from Dahlia. So uh, not a whole lot to complain about there, but if I did have one gripe, it would be I would like to see rebound control a little bit better from him.
1: Yep. Yep. I can agree there as well.
0: All right. Um, So on another point about Pius Suter here, Tony, we're gonna have to call him Sneaky Suter uh, because uh, I didn't even intend this. But in our notes for the game here, I put a sneaky between the legs chance uh, out in front where he almost, you know, caught Vasilevsky off guard. Um, But, you know, he's a sneaky guy, a little sneaky play there starting our sneaky benders. I Uh, love it.
1: We're, we're all on the sneakiness
0: right now today. Yeah. This is a
1: yeah, – I mean, if the Hawks we're, win a game,
0: it's going to be a sneaky win. I mean, this
1: is this is just sneaky all around. We're, we're
0: going to have to get the Mr. Deeds very, very sneaky, sir, mm-hmm. soundbite in here. All right, um, let's move on. Uh, poised play from Ian Mitchell also in the first period. Like that, uh, kid has no fear. I um, mean, I know, you know, he's a little bit more mature being a captain at Denver and then coming over um, after three seasons. Uh, you know, obviously elected not to sign with the Hawks last year. Felt that it was good for him to go back uh, and get that extra year of development college, and I think it's paying off.
1: Yeah, uh, I, you know, just keep improving. I mean, we've we talked a lot about Ian Mitchell a lot over the last week, and, uh, you know, just got to keep improving, building that confidence. 13 minutes, 29 seconds of ice time. Uh, he did see some shorthanded time. He was only out there for around a minute, uh, clocked in around uh, 54 seconds. You don't like to see the minus three, though, there, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, other, the opponent's getting scoring chances all the time when Mitchell's out there. I don't know if that's just a byproduct of the the Tampa Bay Lightning or if that's going to be something that we are going to have to track in uh, and look at a little bit further as we get into you know the first two three weeks of the season Um, you know this one it it does look bad on the score sheet right now and it, it, it is bad but again if you go back to what we talked about early on, this kid's going to make some mistakes. He's going to be out there. Not not every plus-minus that, that goes against you is a result of a poor play by you, mm-hmm. uh, but th- these things, they're stats for a reason, and, and they do matter, and it's something that I'm sure the coaching staff, as well as the scouts, and everybody are taking a look at and trying to figure out why, uh, because I'm pretty sure if we go through uh, the whole entire team, he is at least tied for, if not was the worst, uh, plus-minus on the score sheet tonight. So you don't like seeing that, but like you said, uh, you know, he, just the eye test mm-hmm. is passing yep. right now.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And, and you know, the low ice time there uh, when you're in a competitive game like this or rookie uh, status here. Uh, I don't have these numbers in front of me. I'd have to go back to the very you know uh, early years in the mid 2000s. Uh, we're talking, but I would imagine that Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook had similar performances like yes. that in their rookie and second season. Yeah, I mean, even. this is so, this is game two. Yeah, this, this is, is this is game the, two. There's a the, long road. Just putting it into perspective, there so yeah, the minus three doesn't look bad, but one point that sticks out to me, if we're going to go and dig into the stat sheet, uh, he was one of only three Blackhawks defensemen to record a shot on goal. He got two of them, uh, Log three, and Duncan Keith, uh, always good for a few. He got a couple as well, so uh, I guess that just tells you we talk about making the most of your minutes, doing that by, you know, he can be that player that's two-way uh, and help out in the offensive zone, so he at least tried to facilitate something there, so I do like seeing that. Obviously, the minus three, um, those are just going to be adjustments, what I say on the first show. Um, I want Calvin Dahan and him sitting there uh, looking at all the shifts yep. and breaking them down on yep. film. That's just how you go from there. So uh, Let's move on. Second period, this is uh, a sloppy start, and this is where the episode title comes in. Sloppy seconds. Not only was it a sloppy start to the second period, uh, also the second game in a row here uh, with these back-to-backs and the new scheduling uh, and Tampa Bay Lightning cleaning up some sloppy seconds on the Blackhawks. On uh, second period was the decisive factor. Um, Dahlia fucked up behind the net, handling the puck, uh, and that led to the first goal. And that was a bad
1: one. It was bad. Uh, you know, we we've seen two blunders now um with and I think Subban's was uh, I guess a little bit more excusable than what we saw from yeah. from Delia. He but, tripped over himself. Yeah, I mean, uh but we've seen this twice now. Um you know, the the whole uh Blackhawks goalie drinking game uh that we were talking about um uh, around the season preview time. Uh that that is like something that is is for real. Uh, Because when you see shit like this, man, you don't even need the rule book. Yes. You just go straight to the liquor bottle. Yeah. And and Johnny can attest, I mean, right before the game... uh, we were grabbing beers, and and I I kind of made the choice to go with vodka instead. I so, think that, I
0: think that was a good choice, Tony. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely a better choice than Delia um, deciding to go out and play the puck multiple times because he almost um, led to another one after that uh, playing it, and you heard Eddie O on the broadcast yep. say, um, you know, they had a funny joke about, oh, you got the quarterback helmet out there, the one that's got mic'd up, uh, that's where you want it, and the head coach stay in your net. Yeah. Um, so uh, definitely uh, learning. Uh, and, point for Colin Dahlia there. Um, but the Blackhawks are all out of sorts in their own zone uh, on a Kaloran snipe for goal number two, uh, just getting out of position. Uh, once again, stuff that needs to be broken down on video uh, and corrected uh, positionally on the ice. So um, there's a scrum in f- uh, front of the net on, on the third goal. Um, and Jeremy Collin chose to challenge this. What do you think of that, Tony? That was just a great challenge there
1: for Jeremy <laughs> Collin. I mean, worth the uh, extension right uh, there, oh, right? Yeah, worth the extension. Um, if you can't sense the sarcasm around here, <laughs> uh, read the room. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't understand the point of even just challenging this one. I mean, I guess you're going to have, if you're if you not going to, if you're not going to use your challenge, just use it on something. Um, you know, I think that that is a, a grasping at straws at this point in time. Uh, kind of basically use that as a little timeout almost, uh, I, don't even have any other analysis to offer than that it was basically just a timeout he should have just taken a timeout talked to his team yeah i agree things down
0: i agree because you're down 3-0 there you need to get back in the game but even without that um you know it sucks obviously they had to go on the kill there and the, the penalty kill doing a nice job once again that's another point uh you know, after getting scored on multiple times opening night on the power play, they hold them zero for three tonight. So uh, that's a testament to the you know the the bottom six guys, the forward groups that play there. And, and one and of then, them was
1: Camp in the box too. wasn't Yeah, it? Camp yeah. was in the it's box for there. one of them.
0: So th- that uh, that kind of gives more credit to guys like uh, Matias Yenmark and uh, Lucas Walmart. Because like we mentioned earlier, uh, in that first one at least, they were eating up some time in, in Tampa's zone. Walmart had a shot that deflected out. Um, you know, obviously you want to score, but uh, getting an ozone draw uh, while the other team's on the power play—that's um, that, something that can be taken as a positive from this game. So uh, let's get to where things kind of shifted here, because as I'm looking at the uh, you know flow of shot attempts uh, towards the net. Uh, it, it was really in Tampa's favor at the beginning of the second, uh, the beginning of the sloppy second period, as we'll dub it here. Uh, mm-hmm. But then it starts going back up in, in the Blackhawks' favor, and you see the two little red dots uh, when the Blackhawks scored. Uh, fairly close together in this one. Uh, first one was a power play tally, so good to see on the special teams front, too, uh, making the most of it. I, I really, As much as Adam Boquist has his uh, defensive blunders, hey, he's an offensive defenseman. Offensive-minded, yep. we've all known this. That's what he was touted as coming out of the draft. Uh, eventual quarterback power Play number one, you know, I, you know, went on about that all off season. Uh, he makes a nice skate down to draw a defender to him, puts it to Strom in that you know kind of he comes up from his position below the net to the side of the net and then finds his good buddy Alex Dubrincik on the opposite wing for an absolute snipe show.
1: Yep, uh, just a beautiful passing there on that play. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm really happy to see Alex Dubrincik getting on the score sheet, and I think that uh, you know we talked about him. Uh, a lot last week uh, just you know what kind of season is he going to have mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important for him to start finding the back of the net early um, just because of, of how much he struggled we've got a shorter year uh, right now so you've kind of got to look at this as you know you, you're already a couple weeks into the season it's time to get things moving and and uh, it's just good seeing him find the back of the net, boost some confidence there. Uh, if there's one guy that I think can have a big and, and special year, it's Alex Dabrinkit. Um, So I'm happy with the production tonight. And, and this was just kicking it off.
0: Absolutely. It was just kicking it off. There was one of his points on the night. He had two. The other one was an assist. Uh, and it was a beautiful Patrick Kane backhand goal. Um, it's just nasty. Uh, I think uh, Eddie O said it best. Not many guys in the league that can get their backhand up that quickly.
1: No, it was almost a one-timer. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, it, it,
1: on the backhand. Yeah, on the backhand hand um it's like Sidney Crosby shit just trying to figure out how to even work my hands to do that uh, it just doesn't feel natural um and that's just a, it's a broken wrist a, yeah I mean that's just the skill uh that you have there um and the, the hands that, that Patrick Kane possesses are just incredible uh to find the back of the net off of that pass and this is this is just the same stuff that we're used to um and, and kind of take for granted with Patrick Kane at this point in time um and like I said uh, on the last show uh, last night the betting advice uh, the Patrick Kane anytime goal scorer hits right there uh, and this is why this is exactly why things that uh, shouldn't lead to goals uh, when it's the puck finds Patrick Kane's stick uh, there's always a chance it's going in the back of the net uh, you know, continue to ride that. That's all I got to say.
0: Well, they call them Showtime for a reason. Yep. So, in summary, in that second period, sure, it's very sloppy to start. Obviously, uh, what ends up losing you the game there. So, and no uh, sugarcoating that. But nice pushback there. Something we did not see in Game One. And also, um, you and I were watching at the very end of that. Um, Andrew Shaw driving in for a chance just as time is about to expire. Mm-hmm. Um, like to see them put that pressure on even late in the period like that, because goals in the last minute of a period can be Super momentum boosters yeah. or killers if yep. it goes against you. So um, I did like to see that pushback uh, in the second half of the second period, but um, like we mentioned, ultimately the damage had already been done. So in the third period, um, one of the takeaways I have is uh, early on Nikita Zadorov gets kind of sucked out of position, uh, leads to a good lightning chance at one end, but he makes up for it by coming down at the next shift and he's in his O-zone and the puck's about to come out, but he absolutely you know stands up Blake Coleman with a big hit. This is what we've heard about from. Mm-hmm him well his kind of game very heavy game being 6'6 uh, even taller on skates uh, he's a big strong guy used that to his advantage uh, puck was kept in Blackhawks didn't score on it but just an observation I had from Nikita Zadorov. so even him experiencing something like that that's something he can take and you know maybe the other guys the young guys aren't going to be big hitters like that but you can talk about you know what you need to do maybe it's a stick position there for Adam mm-hmm. Boquist that helps keep a chance alive maybe it's Ian Mitchell uh, canceling a guy, you know, maybe just tying him up and letting his forward come in behind him uh, and, and pick up the puck. So, like I said, learning uh, uh, points all around here for everyone. So, other than that, uh, Yanni Gord uh, with the snipe to make it 5-2, to two, uh, and then Steven Stamkos with a snipe of his own, um, finally healthy. You're seeing that uh, in full effect Um those were the two goals down the stretch that did it in uh, for the Blackhawks. Uh, Lightning, obviously making it five to three. So, um, uh, new lines here today. Uh, getting into the overall observations. Uh, Kubalik, Strom, Kirchev looked strong early, um, but then his special teams came and went. Uh, Dominic Kubalik uh, not really involved in those, so ice time kind of uh, maintained uh, at the level that it was at. Um, other than that, you know, uh, Patrick Kane makes anyone look good, so maybe a little uh, jolt for Pia Suter uh, mm-hmm. playing up with him on the top line and Alex Debrinket. Um And then other than that, you know, they don't get all the ice time. They're not flashy, but they do a lot of work on the penalty kill. Uh, Matthew Highmore, David Kampf, and Ryan Carpenter. Uh, another pretty solid game for them, despite when you look at their totals. Matthew Highmore 850, not even cracking double digits. Yep um and then the other guys on that you got david Campit thirteen fifty four. a lot of that um from penalty kill uh ryan carpenter 12 19 hey um one shot for carpenter uh one shot for highmore three for camp so at least fourth line's getting a little something going
1: yeah i i'd like to see uh matthew highmore in particular get a little bit more ice time uh, this team desperately in these games against teams like Tampa Bay needs some sort of a spark. Um, and it, 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 it sucks to say this, but if the Blackhawks aren't going to be able to play a finesse game to get the job done, they have to be a little bit more physical. And a guy like Matthew Highmore provides that spark. I mean, you were talking about uh, Nikita Zadorov Zdor- uh, just a little bit ago. Uh, using the body, I'd like to see that a little bit more when you're playing a highly skilled team like Tampa Bay. Uh, just try and start to body him, wear these guys down. Uh, we were talking a little bit about this before, Johnny, uh, just during the game. Uh Every every opponent this year is pretty much that back-to-back uh, game sets. Yep. Uh, you can really wear your opponent down physically in game one uh, and make it difficult to play against in game two. Uh, we talked a little bit about how some of these rivalries can start to spark up and stuff like this, and and you're one uh, Matthew Highmore scrap away from from bringing your team momentum back up. You talk about momentum, winning some fights, get the boys on the bench energized. Uh, I'd like to see him utilize just a little bit more.
0: Yeah, definitely something to look for going forward. A uh, little stat rundown here. Um, in that, Colin saved 24 of 29 shots. Perfect 7 for 7 on the power play, so that's a positive. Uh, stopped the one shorthanded chance. Uh, excuse me. It was 24 uh, of 29 even strength Uh 32 of 37 overall for an 865 save percentage. Um, you know, not outstanding, but once again, look at your opponent, defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, and I think just the feeling of comfortability, maybe outside of that little puck handling blunder, uh, you just felt a little bit better with Colin Daly in that. Don't you yep. agree? Yep,
1: yep. Uh, talked about it a little bit earlier, man. Uh, it the, Just the feeling of the game overall. Uh, you felt like the team had a better chance to win. Uh, obviously, a lot of that is also on... Uh, The guys who are skating in front of Delia But uh, it's uh, You know, it's just that feeling Certain guys are more comfortable on the ice too The defense is more comfortable on the ice Knowing that somebody's going to bail them out Uh, You know, with a stick save, glove save uh, Where they get beat Um, You know, I just, I felt like the team overall Played a little bit better in front of uh, Colin than they did Malcolm And I, I Again,
0: very early observation, mm-hmm. uh, but something to track. Yep, that's what we're here for. Uh, bringing the early observations. Uh, a little bit more on the numbers here. Uh, scoring chances fairly even. Uh, Lightning led twenty nine to twenty seven. Then high danger chances uh, somewhere the Blackhawks got to improve, but a little bit better from uh, what they had on opening night. Eleven to eight in favor of uh, Tampa Bay. So uh, you know you, you figure playing a lesser opponent, maybe those even out a little bit more, and you got to convert too. It's about being opportunistic and executing. Uh, yep. Those are going to be uh, by uh, you know repetitive phrases here but it's true uh, it, it's you know hockey cliches the uh, bingo four feathers bingo here mm-hmm. on that uh, you can play along and have your card and how many times I say opportunistic convert or execute but it's just the truth uh, you get those chances I uh, got to take advantage especially against a great team uh, like Tampa Bay Lightning so uh, final thoughts on this one before we get into the preview final
1: thoughts better effort all around um, still uh, unable to beat the better opponent. Um, there was a lot of bad uh, that was out there um, still. Um, a lot of things that just need to be cleaned up. I don't know if it's uh, just early season jitters or if this is the actual talent. And I think that that's going to sort itself right. out within the next few weeks. But, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some of this stuff is just uh, youth, mental mistakes, and uh, just not enough talent on the ice to get the job done. Uh, but you'd still like to see the Blackhawks build upon what they did today uh, and move on with their series against the Panthers and, and try and get at least one win out of that.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think you said that well. To sum it up uh, tonight's game here, let's move on to the preview of the next game. Like you mentioned, they will be playing the Florida Panthers down in Sunrise, Florida, um, Sunday, January 17th, 6 p.m. Central Time. NBC Sports Chicago, Pat and Eddie back on the call. How great was it hearing them again tonight?
1: Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, It was music to my ears, something that I haven't been able to hear in in just a little bit. Um, Pat Foley and Eddie O on the mic. Uh, Just uh, There's nothing better.
0: Yeah, all right, so storylines going into this one. Obviously, you got the Q uh, matchup with Chicago again. We all know that, um, you know, pretty somber moment when he came back, uh, visited the United Center for the first time, um, you know, uh, the last season. and uh, Goosebumps, Yeah. Go- right now, goosebumps. goosebumps there, we, we were there. Um, it, it was uh, excellent, but um, also another one in this one, um, you know, maybe that's a little diminished uh, without fans, you yeah. know, and it's down in Florida too, so it's not back in the old building. The um, uh, Other storyline, as I was getting at here, though, So Florida's Thursday and Friday series against Dallas was canceled due to uh, the Stars' COVID issues. So Sunday against the Blackhawks will be the Florida Panthers' first game of the season. think that gives the Hawks an advantage at all.
1: No, I I, I don't. I agree. Uh, I I don't think it does. Um, And if you're trying to ride into this thinking uh, this team's out of practice and, you know, they've been resting for a long time, uh, there's no difference. Uh, in, in fact, I think that it favors uh, the Panthers a little bit. Uh, you know, it's their first game just, of the yeah, year.
0: They just didn't get worked up they and on the ice yeah. for for uh, you know, sixty minutes times two against yeah, uh, no. the best team. In the league. No,
1: I think it. I think it amps them up a little bit. Uh, they got a few extra days of practice, get a little bit more cohesive as a group. Um, and I think that that type of thing, uh, especially when it's the first series of the year, uh, really doesn't matter. They're just delayed in their start by what four days, uh, against some of the other teams. So, um, it's. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see how they come out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and another thing uh, for Florida, uh, they need Bobrovsky to have a huge bounce back here. He was trash last year for making like $10 million annually. So uh, they, they need him to bounce back. So uh, you're not, you know, Vasilevsky was good. But uh, you look at Bobrovsky's track record overall, you're playing another elite goaltender. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that's going to be a challenge for the Blackhawks. And they, like I said, we need to capitalize, execute, whatever you want to call it, on their chances that they get. Uh, other little mini storyline, uh, Vinny and Estroza, uh back under Coach Q's direction uh, with the Florida Panthers. So Interesting. Old, old friend alert, old yeah. friend alert there. Let's get into some sixth click. Who is getting it done? Friday, Eric, excuse me, Sunday night. Sunday night, uh, you know what? I'm
1: going to move it to the cat again. Uh, you can't can't go wrong seeing him on the score sheet twice. He's got, I think, uh, the hottest hands on this team right now uh, as it stands. Uh, you know, uh, the goal, the assist tonight, I think he finds the score sheet again, especially if you see him uh, stay there with Kane. Uh, obviously, you talk about the line blender. It will be uh, interesting to see what Jeremy Colleton, uh goes with, but I, I foresee uh, Alex DeBrinkett getting some ice time with Patrick Kane or some power play time uh, I'm in the back of the net again.
0: Yep, but Start it, a little scoring streak, because those it, are cool stuff. I love that. Tony, I have an inclination to pick the Brinkett every game, because I've been raving about how he's going to have a bounce-back year, and he got unlucky, and all all the things I've said on the season preview episode, the training camp episode, all of that. I'm all in on Alex, Brink, the Brinkett bounce-back season. Off to a good start here, obviously potting his first of the season tonight, so I like that pick. Uh, but I am going to roll with Patrick Kane. It was only a matter of time before I picked him. I believe you had him game one. Uh, I don't think anyone had him today. Um, We had a little off the wall picks though for the most part today I would say Um, but I'll go with Patrick Kane and that is one of the guys that maybe gets up a little bit more for uh, playing a Q team. I, I just think that may be a motivational factor. Um, and then he's also just, you know, got all the skill in the world, so you can't really go wrong there. So, All right, that does it. Uh, that was uh, the Sloppy Seconds uh, episode of Four Feathers Podcast, recapping the Blackhawks' 5-2 to loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning on Friday, January 15th. Um, we'll be back Sunday night uh, for the recap uh, of the game against the Florida Panthers. Once again, that's a 6 p.m. Central Time start, NBC Sports Chicago. Um before we send it out, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at FourFeathersPod and at OnTapSportsnet. Once again, go subscribe, rate, review, wherever you listen to podcasts. You would appreciate it. Alright, Tone, let's send it out. Let's go, Hawks. Let's go, Hawks.